This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans when you check out their new mural. Well, if podcast episodes were circles of latitude, also known as parallels, in particular the one that makes up most of the United States and Canada border, you'd know this has to be episode 49 of The Harmonious Gentleman. Hmm. I'm Chris. I'm Graham. I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. That's a cool one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not many things that are 49. <laughs> there was a big gold rush. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. That's cool. How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We're sitting on the porch again. Um, seems nice right now. I thought I just heard thunder in the distance. So, um, we're kind of sheltered. Yeah. We're sheltered, but yeah. Keep an ear out for that. We got Peter with us tonight. Hi, Peter. How's it going? It's going good. Now, once again, Peter has not told us uh, what we're talking about tonight, but he's got a grin I'm, and he's excited. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. He's this, also got a backpack. Backpack here again. Oh, yeah. Nice. I always like to pull surprises out of the backpack. <laughs> Visual aids. That's right. Yeah. We're also drinking some uh, Five of Diamonds. Yeah. Again, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Blind Man. Thank you, Blind Man. Really appreciate it, Blind Man. Hey, Tyler. We had some uh, a wonderful email from a, an avid listener. We did. We got an email from Tim Alien. Um, and I don't know how much background information I should give, but we did have a little back and forth with, with Tim um, and Chris actually replied to him and noticed that he had been spelling his name differently, not alien E N at the end, but O N at the end. But then Tim, this is his most recent, uh, email to us he says, you are correct in spotting the change from alien to alien. <laughs> Your harmoniousness has made me comfortable enough to expose my true extraterrestrial name. As I've mentioned in previous emails, one of the indicators of extras living on planet Earth is that letters O-N are in our name. For example, Elon, the Donald, etc. Live long and prosper, sugar water guy. Nice. So uh, the one part I really like in there is that our harmoniousness has made him comfortable enough to expose his true extraterrestrial name. Yeah. That's been our mission from day one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Tim. We always love hearing from you. Yeah, it's been, and, it's been a while, so we're glad you reached out. Yeah. And Graham, maybe you can tell us a bit about plans for um, our 50th episode, and maybe Tim could even meet us there. I think the stars are aligning yeah, in a certain way. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we have episode 50 coming up here pretty soon, and the gentlemen uh, have decided to meet um, at Blind Man Brewing in Lacombe. Uh, which is the sponsor of the show. It is. Yeah. So we're going to do an episode that we record there, and we would like for as many listeners to join us um, during that time. Peter, are you in? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. So Peter's the, he's one, all right? And we thought it'd be cool if you guys can join us, and if you'd like to be on the podcast to share a confession. We think it'd be really mm-hmm. enjoyable to have, because we always talk about that being one of our favorite parts about the show, is how good mm-hmm. it feels to get something off our chest, mm-hmm. off our back, chest and back. Yeah, yeah. front and back. 
And <laughs> so we're extending an invitation to you and we'll have stickers, maybe some other goodies. And if you want to come have a seat with us, say hello and maybe just share a little confession for us. And what we'll do is we'll edit them all together in our episode and that'll be our 50th. Chris, what do you think? I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Also, it's fun to get the dirt on everybody. So I can't wait to hear what your confessions are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, no, that is not. Well, that's a joke. That yeah. is not why we do confessions. <laughs> it's actually to unburden you of maybe something you've been carrying around for fifty long episodes. Yeah, um, and uh, the, the date for this uh, event is Friday, August thirteenth. Anytime from five to nine. We really hope to see you there. Um, and I can't believe we're at fifty episodes. Yeah. Today I was talking to someone and they said the exact same thing, but with their tone, I couldn't really, it was like, I can't believe you guys have done 50 episodes. I can't believe. So, Which word did they emphasize? <laughs> I can't believe. I can't believe. I can't believe you. <laughs> it's insulting no matter what word they right. emphasize. No, but it sounded really good. I thought when I just said it, yeah. I can't believe we're at 50, 50 episodes. Yeah. Right. I'm proud of it. I think it's great. Yeah. When we started way back in the space. Mm-hmm. with some borrowed gear yeah <laughs> we still kind of use borrowed yeah. gear <laughs> half and half yeah so anyway we, we want to want to see you there so if you can make it mm-hmm. happen um that would be really wonderful and uh, we might even shoot some some texts or emails to people who are maybe closer to us that we know personally that maybe give you a nudge yeah if yeah. we know you listen there's a good chance you're going to get something from us yeah and keep an eye at social media we'll we'll give updates there so if you don't follow us yet make sure you do all right on to recommendations peter are you ready Oh, yeah. Tyler, are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. I know Chris is always ready. Yes. Welcome back, everyone. My recommendation for this episode is for the red deer uh, market or farmer's market but not the big one on saturday down by the hockey rink but the wednesday afternoon downtown farmer's market it's uh it's just nice because it's not as huge and busy and loud not that the regular one is bad but if you want a more chilled atmosphere uh if you want to take it easy peter just kind of roll on down there um in your sandals take a stroll and uh, yeah, it's just a farmer's market, but there's lots of good stuff. It's not it's not overly busy and uh, it's downtown, which, by the way, there's a few new places downtown in Red Deer as well mm. that we have yet to try that we want to. There's, a, I think, a new ramen place and I think a new bakery, potentially, if I'm getting that right. Nice. So maybe just check out the downtown in general, which, you know, could use some patrons and yeah. mm-hmm. some help. Some Supporting local. Thank you for recommending that. Yeah. And yeah. the market kind of gets you down there. Yeah. It gets you looking around and... Maybe take one of the new uh, scooters down there that you can rent around the city. <laughs> oh, I cannot boy. stand those scooters. What? Boy. We're going to go Wednesday. I'm looking so forward to it. I've gone twice it. already, and I love it. I've almost hit multiple scooters on my bike, so that's... <laughs> well, we need to learn more how to park them for sure, but... Uh, yeah. heard, like people on them or just the random scooters? scooters. <laughs> yeah. I took Harvey for a, a big ride, and we kept going out of the boundary. Like the, like and it, does it, what happens? Does your scooter stopped, shut off? frustrating. How do you know what the boundary is? Do you have a map on there? Yeah, it, it, it tracks you on a map on the app there. and But I think my GPS and my phone doesn't work so that well. So sophisticated. 
I don't think I was out of the boundary. Anyway, long story. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Check so out the market. You're not recommending the scooters, but you are recommending the market. <laughs> no. And right. I, I'd say if you don't live in, in Red Deer or close to Red Deer, like check out your downtown, find a, yeah. find a local farmer's market or new local businesses. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to recommend a book. This book is by Andy Weir. He's the author who wrote The Martian and maybe you've heard of Artemis. His new book is called Project Hail Mary. The only thing I don't like about it, it's written in the first person. I don't know. I sometimes have a problem with fiction that's written that way, but <laughs> that's just weird. Anyway, it's about um, Earth's sun is starting to lose its luminosity, I guess, and heat. So there's um, a bacteria that's kind of eating away at that. And this guy has wakes up on a spaceship and find needs to he has um, amnesia when he comes out of a coma and has to figure out what his job is. And it's pretty awesome. Cool. Like memento in space. Yep. Cool. Memento plus contagion in space. Very cool. Cool. I really like The Martian. So yeah. I'll check that out. Um, I'm going to recommend the Gull Lake Honey Company. Hmm. Um, recently, I had the opportunity to visit the honey house um, near Gull Lake. And um, the owners, Lorne and Alita, are awesome. And they will give you a little tour show you how the farm works. Um, and yeah, they're making some, some great honey doing some, some cool stuff in the community. So check them out, um, on social media, the Gull Lake honey company. Um, and check it out. If you have, if you live around central Alberta, go check it out. Or if you're driving through, it's worth a, can you only buy their honey there? Um, I'm sure you could find that out by social media, following, (laughs) checking them out (laughs) on Facebook or something, but yeah, I'm working through a jar from them right now. It's very yummy. Yeah, so my recommendation is a podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Um, it focuses on the Mars Hill Church in Seattle. So not the one in Michigan with Rob Bell, but the one with Mark Driscoll. And uh, basically that mega church fell overnight, and it's looking at the the story of, yeah, how it came to be and why everything fell apart. And back in my... Um, high school and early college years, I was a huge Mark Driscoll fan, which I'm ashamed to say that I was uh, looking mm-hmm. back at it. Uh, but, um, but he also had some positives had too. Some good there, stuff there, to say. It's a yeah. mixed, yeah, there, there's a little, um, it's a mixed bag with, with him. Um, but yeah, it's a really engaging podcast. I, it's caused me to think quite a bit and it's really, really well done. I was kind of shocked with even the perspective, right? It's by Christianity today and they don't just want to lampoon a big church there. Yeah. I usually take on it. It's pretty cool. I usually can't stand Christianity today. So the fact that I'm recommending something of theirs is a pretty, yeah, you know, it has to be good. We should reach out, make them a sponsor of the show. (laughs) I'm a subscriber (laughs) of the magazine, so I could ask them. We should get Mark Driscoll on. Yeah. You think he'd come? Oh, I'm sure that would turn out really well. (laughs) (laughs) Great recommendations. You guys. Like, really good. That book sounds awesome. It is. Who doesn't like honey? Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? And a new podcast to get into. Wow. So, Peter, we're all here. We're all waiting. What are we going to talk about? Give us a, a word that we can go to break with. Oh, just one word? Sure. I don't have one word. Oh. Two or three? <laughs> well, we'll be getting to know ourselves quite a bit. How about that? Okay. Uh, what if I don't like myself? Well, we'll we'll have to work on that. Then. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so the topic tonight, I think this will be an interesting one, hopefully. Uh, but a little backstory to this. So when I was in high school, I had this amazing literature uh, teacher. Like she was just my absolute favorite. And the way that she'd begin every semester is she would have all the students in class pick their favorite uh, uh, song or poem and read the poem or the lyrics of that song uh, in a circle. And we would explain why this song was meaningful to us and huh. point out a couple things. But the thing that I loved about it is I felt like every time I got to know my classmates super well. Um, that I actually continued this practice with my roommates through university of uh, talking about lyrics uh, with them and uh, poems with them. And uh, it is one of the strangest and best ways to get to know somebody in a way that you've never realized uh, before. Uh, so we're okay. all going to share our favorite uh, not our favorite, actually, a meaningful lyric or uh, poem. And it does not have to be deep. Some will be deep. Some will be quite shallow, but they're still yeah. meaningful. Like, uh, that yeah. doesn't mean that's a... For the record, when you said shallow, you looked right over at me. <laughs> 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 so so no, I don't kidding. know I don't know if this is going to work over the podcast medium but I've uh, found it very meaningful in a lot of my relationships uh, and it's a yeah it's a good way to uh, see somebody's soul I guess. <laughs> so first oh, Chris, up, show us your soul. <laughs> show yeah. us your soul. No pressure. <laughs> so yeah, Chris, you can you okay. can go go first. So just yeah, um yeah, say the the song, um, the title of the song and the lyrics and give okay. a little explanation and we'll talk a little bit about okay, it. Okay, so I didn't maybe know the whole assignment when I hear this, <laughs> this but okay, we'll do, we'll try it. So this is a song called So Cruel by U2. I've loved this song. It's off Act Tongue Baby. I've probably listened to it all, more than any other song, I think. I've loved it since I was about 15 or 16. So it's fairly long. I'll start reading if you want to tell me to stop. Just I'll stop at any time. We crossed the line who pushed who over. It doesn't matter to you. It matters to me. We're cut adrift, but still floating. I'm only hanging on to watch you go down, my love. I disappeared in you. You disappeared from me. I gave you everything you ever wanted. It wasn't what you wanted. The men who love you, you hate the most. They pass right through you like a ghost. They look for you, but your spirit is in the air. Baby, you're nowhere. Uh, then there's a the chorus. Oh, love, you say in love there are no rules. Oh, love, sweetheart, you're so cruel. Desperation is a tender trap. It gets you every time. You put your lips to her lips to stop the lie. Her skin is pale like God's only dove. Screams like an angel for your love. Then she makes you watch her from above. And you need her like a drug. Then the chorus again. She wears my love like a see-through dress. Her lips say one thing. Her movements something else. Oh, love like a screaming flower. Love dying every hour. And you don't know if it's fear or desire. Danger the drug that takes you higher. Head of heaven, fingers in the mire. Her heart is racing, you can't keep up. The night is bleeding like a cut. Between the horses of love and lust, we are trampled underfoot. Then the chorus one more time, and it ends with, Oh love, to stay with you I'd be a fool. Oh sweetheart, you're so cruel. Wow. So, so what are your, like some of the things that stick out? Some, some lyrics stuck out to me, but yeah, what, what sticks out to you? Um, well, when I was, I listened to this song just this afternoon, just to kind of remind myself how much I loved it and sang along with it, of course. And Shanna said, this is your favorite U2 song. Like it kind of surprised her. So I've, 
I've seen you two in concert three times and I've never heard them sing it live, which is really disappointing because yeah. it's not one of their popular songs, I think. But um, I think a, a lot of it is kind of the the relationship that he has with this girl and the the detachment he feels and kind of the, the, the way he's trying to impress or connect and then sort of not feeling like that he is not that I like, I'm trying to self analyze here. Is this what I think my relationship's like? No, it isn't. But, and you know, as a 16 year old, as I'm singing along to this, I don't think I, I just like the, the tune, I think, but, um, the, the last line gets me between the horses of love and lust. We are yeah. trampled underfoot. I think that's so. That was what the line a vivid that was gonna, metaphor that is. It's so great. That, that line and among there is a lot of lines with good imagery. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, when I was thinking about this, I didn't think of you too, but I'm sure if I was to look through their catalog, like there'd be a lot of songs that I could have picked. Yeah. For this, but. Yeah, the imagery and that, that last line really stood out to me for sure. This is a, and I don't know, this, uh, there's kind of a key change at this part of the song, but this section, the men who love you, you hate the most. They pass right through you like a ghost. I th- yeah, I don't know. There's just parts of it that I kind of have empathy for this character in the song too, I think. I'm trying to think, like, what does this say about me? I, I Well, you said when you first no got sense. into it, you liked the, the melody. Yeah. But as you got older, do you think that the lyrics meant more to, you know, not that you related to that exact circumstance, but... Do you think you notice the lyrics more as you got older? Yeah, and I think like as I as I look at other people's, I've been in a relationship with the same person for like twenty seven years. I've never had a breakup. Like, so I think this could be like a really powerful song you listen to when you're going through those things that you could relate to easily. And I can't relate to the song in terms of like in that way. But I don't. Yeah, I I can't really say what draws me to it so much. Well, Peter can tell. Yeah, Peter, <laughs> time to analyze. <laughs> no, I I think I think a better way to look at it is uh what attracts a person to a song to begin with, not like overanalyze their personality of yeah, why right. they yeah. they like the the song because even even songs that don't have a lot of depth like there's a reason why somebody likes it and it's uh you learn about the the person because of that so so this isn't confession time but something i did with this song when i was maybe 17 my friend phil and i he's a new listener to the podcast we would he lived in saskatchewan and we were both huge u2 fans we would videotape ourselves and send each other like vhs cassettes and watch them just like little messages and we both did like a version of this song that we sang, <laughs> sang to, each other. to the Are other. I don't know why. And I'm, I should see if it's around. Is there a VHS sitting yeah, there? I'll see. Phil, do you have it? Because I don't know if I do, but. Oh, man. Does anybody have a VHS player? No, but. Good question. Okay. Well, I think there's one at the church right next to the overhead projector. So. <laughs> Personal note, this is also the most, like, I feel like I'm sweating and blushing right now. Really? Yeah, just talking about this. So this is quite the experience. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, this is the first time I did this for that class. That was the experience I had. And I just did the song uh, Hurt, uh, Johnny Cash's version, because there's a slight lyric change. And I remember feeling, like, super uncomfortable. I'm like, this is just Johnny Cash here. Like, uh, yeah. Also, yeah. I wanted to sing the song when I read the lyrics and not just read it, but you're all thankful I didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, you talked about a key change. I thought you were going to demonstrate that for us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know the song, do you guys know the song? I'm going to go check it out right away. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wonder if song. I can play a snippet of it in the podcast. Yeah. Like, is, that, is that allowed? Between segments. I think yeah. you should for sure. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't get flagged for whatever. But if I play like 10 seconds, that can't be a problem, right? Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. You should try it. It's such a great song. It holds up. And what a great album. Nice. Acting Baby. Thank you, Chris, for sharing that. That's great. That's fun. Do you want a break? Yeah, let's do a break. Hopefully we can hear some of it right now, and if not, my music will suffice. So this is really fun, Peter. Good idea. Um, thank you, Chris, for going first. Because mm-hmm. um, I was a little bit nervous when Peter said we're going to learn a lot about ourselves and then you had to read the lyrics to the song you picked. Yeah. Um, going second, I feel a little better. Also, cool fact, it started raining here. Maybe you can hear it um, on the listener end. It's raining now. You can, If you can pick it up, that's cool. But the song I picked... I when I was reading about it today, they actually recorded the uh, the vocal track outside in the rain. Um, that's some pretty good timing. Yeah, so yeah, that's kind of just a coincidence, but cool too. The song I picked is "Messes of Men" um, by Me Without You. Um, I'm over so, two on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not like yeah. a, a huge band, kind of a indie. You've heard of them? rock band yeah i listen to them quite often oh, so cool. but this song i yeah oh, you're not I, familiar i'm not familiar okay. with this one but um well yeah i'll just i'll read the lyrics here it says i do not exist but faithfully insist sailing in our separate ships and from each tiny caravel tiring and trying there's a necessary dying like the horseshoe crab in its proper seasons sheds its shell such distance from our friends like a scratch across the lens, made everything look wrong from anywhere we stood. And our paper blew away before we'd left the bay, so half-blind we wrote these songs on sheets of salty wood. Caught me making eyes at the other boatmen's wives and heard me laughing louder at the jokes told by their daughters. I'd set my course for land, but you well understand. It takes a steady hand to navigate adulterous waters. The propeller's spinning blades held acquaintance with the waves. As there's mistakes, I've made no rowing could outrun. The cloth blowing on the mast like to say I've got no past, but I'm nonetheless the librarian and secretary's son. With tarnish on my brass and mildew on my glass, I'd never want someone so crass as to want someone like me. But a few leagues off the shore... I bit a flashing lure, and I assure you, it was not what I expected it to be. I still taste its kiss, that dull hook in my lip, is a memory as useless as a rod without a reel. To an anchor ever dropped, seasick yet still docked, Captain spotted napping with his first mate at the wheel, floating forgetfully along with no need to be strong. We keep our confessions long, and when we pray, we keep it short. I drank a thimble full of fire, and I'm not ever coming back. Oh, my God, I do not exist, we faithfully insist, while watching sink the heavy ship of everything we knew. If ever you come near, I'll hold up high a mirror, 
Lord, I could never show you anything as beautiful as you. Hmm. And that's the end. Nicely read. The rhyming pattern is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like, Peter, you know, like, the... the I it's, You said you wanted to sing the lyrics here. I kind of did, too, because it's kind of like this the way this artist performs. It's like kind of spoken word and, like, just really he captures the emotion of the song through the way he delivers the vocals. Like mm-hmm. it's not really singing, but yeah. So like the rhyming seems cool. The poetry is really, I think cool. It says captain uh, in it, which is cool. Yeah. 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 I love the imagery of it. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, this is because I'm obsessed with the ocean, but the horseshoe crab imagery Yeah. at the beginning, I just absolutely loved that. Mm-hmm. Can you read the line about the oar not, not being able to escape with your oar in the water or um, something? I was going to remember it, but I forgot it already. As there's mistakes I've made, no rowing could outrun. Yeah. There's yeah. mistakes I've made, no rowing can outrun. That's pretty great. Also, yeah. the line with the hook in the mouth, too, mm-hmm. I thought was the pretty lure, strong. Yeah. yeah. The Do you want me to talk about like why I picked it? Oh, yeah. A little bit? So, um, and this actually ties back to a question I think Graham asked Chris in the last segment um, about, like, did it change as you got older? has it like the meaning of the song changed? And this definitely has for me, I initially started liking this band just because they were connected to other bands that I liked, like in terms of sound and genre, these guys are a little more experimental, but which I think is kind of why I've come back to them as kind of like an older person. Like now that I've um, grown up a bit, I still go back to this band um, because what they do is creative and, and unique, but at the time I discovered them, I didn't really think much about the the lyrics. I kind of just like the sound and the maybe some like the imagery of the ships and the anchors and like that. I thought that stuff was cool. But now that I've heard the song a whole bunch and the whole album is actually really cool. Um, that first line, I do not exist, um, but faithfully insist. They actually end the album with that as well. So it's like uh, they sandwich the whole album with this mm. idea of not existing. And, after and i've like I, I like this band a lot so i've actually heard other people talk about them on podcasts and things like that and i've learned more about what kind of went into this album and this whole idea of not existing is that is trying to become so close with god that there is no distance between hmm. god and you so i do not exist but i think the last line was um i could never show you anything as beautiful as you um, is kind of the idea that, hmm. yeah, just being connected with God is the is the goal, is his goal. And, and he, yeah, struggles with it from, at times. And, do you know this band? Where are they from? Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly where they're from. Um, like, are they Canadian? Or are they- no, they're not a Canadian band. Um, I kind of want to say, like, New Jersey. Okay. But I could be wrong about that, but. Yeah, so I like the, that they're kind of experimental and poetic, but then also the message of this song about um, the the connection to God, I think, is is really cool. Hmm. Yeah, just great imagery, like, just puts you there. Like, especially with it raining outside right now where we are, like, you just you just feel it. Yeah, I really hope you can play the opening of the song yeah. at some point, because you'll hear the, the rain as well. Yeah. Right. Well, and I like that that song has a narrative built yeah, into it sure, too. Sure. Yeah. And Chris's song actually had a bit of a narrative as well. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy, 
enjoy when there's a, a story that is told within the yeah. the song. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, uh, Ty. Oh, yeah. You keep going if you have more to say. Well, I just had one other kind of cool thing. I actually learned this today. I didn't know this before, but the line, I do not exist, um, is from uh, another pretty famous poem by, I'm just going to look it up with his name because I forgot it, Rumi. He's uh, like a, a Sufi poet, so Islam. So I think that's kind of cool that this, this Christian band is also drawing inspiration from from Islam um, and just like connection to God. And hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, let's uh, maybe play a clip. I mean, it'd be really cool to hear yeah. clips at least. Um, yeah, are we, are we, that, that's that cool? I think that'd be great. I do not exist. Failing in our separate ships and from each tiny caravel, tiring and trying, a necessary dime. Like the horseshoe crab in its proper season, shed its shell, such distance from our friend, like a scratch across the land. Made everything look wrong from anywhere we stood. Our paper blew away before we left the bed. So, growing up, I played a lot of music, a lot of piano, a lot of drums. And lyrics were not something I ever really cared about in, in my teen years. I loved music more than anything, but I never really cared about what they were singing about. So bands like Fish or Dave Matthews Band, they didn't have terrible lyrics, but that's not what I was connecting with. I was connecting with the solos or the proficiency, the talent. Um, but as I got older, I, I got into college and we started covering a lot of bands. And one band that we used to cover uh, a lot was the Tragically Hip. Um, and it was probably the first time where I realized that I loved the lyrics. Uh, I didn't know why as much. So I chose a Tragically Hip song that uh, Gord Downey wrote the lyrics for, as you guys know. And um, so I knew right away when you mentioned my favorite uh, or, or one of my more meaningful lyrics, I knew it would be a Tragically Hip song. And there were, I had probably had 10 written down that I all loved. But there was really one that was obvious to me. So I picked the song Wheat Kings uh, to share the lyrics. Um, it's not a deep cut. Um, it's not a song about a relationship or anything like that. It's a, it's a little bit different, but I, I love it because it... I'll just read it first. How about that? Mm-hmm. So, Wheat Kings uh, by Tragically Hip, written by Gord Downey. Sundown in the Paris of the prairies. Wheat Kings have all treasures buried. And all you hear are the rusty breezes pushing around the weather vane Jesus. His Zippo lighter, he sees the killer's face. Maybe it's someone standing in a killer's place. 20 years for nothing? Well, that's nothing new. Besides, no one's interested in something you didn't do. Wheat kings and pretty things. Let's just see what the morning brings. There's a dream he dreams where the high school's dead and stark. It's a museum, and we're all locked up in it after dark. The walls are lined all yellow, gray, and sinister, hung with pictures of our parents' prime ministers. Wheat kings and pretty things... Wait and see what tomorrow brings. Late-breaking story on the CBC. A nation whispers we always knew that he'd go free. They add, you can't be fond of living in the past, because if you are, there's no way that you're going to last. Weak kings and pretty things. Uh, Peter, do you know that song? I've, I've heard it a few times, okay. but I'm not super familiar with okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I pretty much sang that song. It's, kinda, it's, a, it's a song about a, a guy who's in prison, mm-hmm. uh, and he's innocent yeah. so it's kind of a dark <laughs> i sang it to my kids as babies like every night because it's only two chords and it's a fun <laughs> melody to sing um but i love it just because it's so 
um, it's not just a story about this guy who was in prison. Uh, Nygaard, I think was his name. Nig- yeah. Milgard. Milgard, sorry. Um, but it's also just like, just the Canadian-ness of it. it mm-hmm. you, just, you, just, you just feel like you're in Canada. You feel those, um, I don't know. It just, that, I mean, that's the, a great thing about that band in general. But I love that this song has a, has a story. It's lamenting a certain story, but it's not really from the, his point of view. It's not really a story. It's more just how it feels. And That's yeah. oh, um, a great pick. And I think if you had like an album of like these 10 songs define the Canadian experience, this is like, um, it's on there for sure. That's, yeah. Oh, I really hope to hear you sing it. Yeah. Well, I, I might do that instead of what I just did, but we'll see. <laughs> but it, um, it's a good song. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I was really, really close to picking a tragically hip song for this. It wasn't the same song, but the whole one of the lyrics from I'll, I'll say one lyric from the song I picked okay. and see if you can name the song. Okay. It was the forgot your forgot your skates dreams. The Just lonely the end of the rink, is that the one? No. No. Oh, it's it's the the one about the Toronto Maple Leaf guy who disappeared? No. It's it's actually it's just kind of like a hidden into the song. It's a good life if you don't weaken. Was the song? Oh, I was that's a pick. great song. But kind of like you said, it's um, the Canadiana part of it. Like that's yeah, yeah. I'm not always ultra patriotic or anything, yeah. but like the way tragically hip does it, yeah, is I definitely appreciate. So, Graham, mm-hmm. is this like is this song older than you? Is it? Have you kind of always known this song? Um, no, I, I think I got to know it really well in when I was in university, we covered it, I think yeah. as a band and I'd heard it on the radio probably. But like I said, I didn't really care about lyrics until I got much older. And I wish that was different because I love writing music, but I can't, I can't produce lyrics or poetry or anything like that. I have no skills mm-hmm. or, and I wish I had appreciated that art form more when I was younger. So, uh, yeah, tragically it was the first time where I thought like, Hey, these lyrics are actually really cool and there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Yeah. I might get <clears throat> some, hate mail was saying this but like i never really liked the tragically hip like uh yeah. never even heard of them before moving to canada because you're american moving just, here, that's the way it is that's yeah fair. since moving here i haven't enjoyed them but hearing the lyrics though i'm like those are beautifully done lyrics like yeah. so yeah. i might have to actually give it another try here and would you say there's something about the tragically hip that doesn't translate outside of canada like for real i don't know why they <sighs> seem like they should be our best export musically well even and some they're just of the, not appreciated even some of the lyrics uh americans what i understand like i didn't know what the cbc was until yeah right like like you could put two and two together and figure it out but yeah there there's somewhat of an acquired taste in terms of just the way his voice sounds hmm. it's very yeah. unique um and i know they had a lot of success in the 80s with more of a rock mm-hmm. sound and maybe some of the audience changed as they got a little more folk as they as they got older um i will mention the other song i had two that i was going to pick and i'm really glad i picked Wheat kings because the other one was called thugs but it's about a, a poison relationship. Um, so I'm glad it was. But just, can I just read, the, just really quickly, just the oh, yeah. first lyric is, is my favorite all time tragically hip lyric. And it goes, everyone's got their breaking point. With me, it's spiders. With you, it's me. Thugs in perpetuity. Wow. <laughs> Tyler, I think that's Tyler just, can relate. I just think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's... That is a wonderful line. Yeah. <laughs> Is that from the song Butt Crack Spiders? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Thugs from Day for Night. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So and it be, and it became more more meaningful to me. I mean, Heidi, I was talking to Heidi about this, and she said it's got true crime, which I also love as well, right? It's got that angle too. So kind of covers all my bases. Yeah, Peter, do you have one to share with us as well? 
Yeah, though it's going to be completely different than than what you guys uh, have shared. Well, let's so I'm looking forward a, to it. Let's yeah. give a little breath for them yeah. before we... <laughs> yeah. of the prairies We kings have all treasures buried And all you hear are the rusty breezes Pushing around the weather vane Jesus Okay, so my um yeah, my I don't have a song lyric. I decided to choose a poem instead. And I chose two poems. They're connected with each other. Like I've been obsessed with these poems for quite a long time. Um, they are written a couple centuries apart, so very different perspectives, but covering a lot of the same themes. And I I just find them to be very powerful poems, but they're also very dark. So um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I love the melancholy. Um, so the first poem is written by Thomas Nash, and I'll just only read a few stanzas uh, uh, from this poem. So this is written in the late 1500s. So it's called A Litany in Time of Plague. Adieu, farewell, earth's bliss. The world uncertain is. Fond are life's lustful joys. Death proves them all but toys. None from his darts can fly. I am sick, I must die. Lord, have mercy on us. Rich men trust not in wealth, gold cannot buy you health, physic himself must fade, all things to end are made. The plague full swift goes by, I am sick, I must die, Lord have mercy on us. Beauty is but a flower, which wrinkles will devour, brightness falls from the air, queens have died young and fair. Death hath closed Helen's eye, I am sick, I must die, Lord have mercy on us. So lightening up the mood here. Yeah. Kind of like a bedtime poem. <laughs> it was it was like the, the title was written during a time of plague. Uh, it was actually a part of a play that Thomas Nash wrote, and he couldn't perf- have that play performed in theaters, so they read it in people's houses. Uh, um, was it too controversial? You, you know, I think they were actually fine with the lockdown. Um, <laughs> is that what you meant? No. Yeah. So the second poem which covers a lot of themes, but I almost decided not to read this because it does maybe cross the line for some people. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but I think there's a, a lot of, a lot of depth to it. This was written in 92, um, from, uh, by a guy named Tom Gunn. Uh, he was a poet, uh, during the, um, uh, who wrote a lot about the HIV AIDS crisis and it's called in time of plague. So almost the same title. My thoughts are crowded with death, and it draws so oddly on the sexual that I am confused, confused to be attracted by, in effect, my own annihilation. Who are these two, these fiercely attractive men who want me to stick their needle in my arm? They tell me they are called Brad and John, one from here, one from Denver, sitting the same on the bench as they talk to me, their legs spread apart, their eyes attentive. I love their daring, their looks, their jargon, and what they have in mind. Their mind is the mind of death. 
They know it and do not know it. And they are like me in that I know it and do not know it. And like the flow of people through this bar, Brad and John thirst heroically together for euphoria, for a state of ardent life in which we could all stretch ourselves and lose our differences. I seek to enter their minds. Am I a fool? And they direct and write, properly testing themselves against risk as a human must and does. Or are they fools, their alert faces, mere death's heads lighted glamorously? I weigh possibilities till I am afraid of the strength of my own health and of their evident health. They get restless at last with my indecisiveness, and so first one and then the other move off into the moving concourse of people who are boisterous and bright, carrying in their faces and throughout their bodies the news of life and death. There's there's a couple lines in there that always stick out to me. Like, um, I am confused to be attracted by, in effect, my own annihilation. Um, I, yeah. I love that, that line. That stuck out for sure, yeah. Yeah, the funny thing with that poem is I first read it in, uh, in Bible college, and we had to pick a poem to memorize, and I chose that one. So at one point in time, I had this poem memorized. I don't anymore. Mm. But my poor roommates heard me uh, uh, <laughs> say it over and over again. Who are these two, these uh, fiercely attractive men who want me to stick their needle in my arm? <laughs> but yeah. but the, with both of these poems, though, the reason why they stuck out is this is probably going to sound a bit morbid. I, I Well, yeah, it will be morbid. Like, I've always had this weird fascination or not maybe a weird fascination with death. Um, I think most pastors are actually like, uh, there's something when you first encounter death, the fact that life is short and, uh, a lot of the things that you thought were meaningful in life, uh, actually really aren't meaningful. So in Thomas Nash's poem, uh, where it talks about, um, the, the toys that people have in life are just, I forget how he worded it there, but it's, uh, um, it, it shows how, just a lot of the things we value aren't that important. And then in um, Tom Gunn's poem, where it just really points out the the risks that people often take to, to enjoy life, but their life is often on the line there. Um, Before yeah. I picked a song, I was actually going to pick the poem Ozymandias by Percy by Shelley. And it's the same theme of kind of like this ecclesiastic, almost like, it's all, what is it all about? And it's all nothing. And it's a, a dark look at the things that we might take for granted or this kind of morbid fascination with the things that last and don't. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. And did this, the second poet and obviously named the poem, the same thing that this older poem was named. Yeah. So like intentionally. Well, I actually have no idea if he did it intentionally, oh, okay. but but he probably did because Tom Gunn was a professor, a professor of literature. He knew his stuff quite well. So I did you when you read the sec. Which of these did you come across first? Uh, the the newer ones, so the Tom Gunn okay. one. I've I've always been fascinated by or not fascinated. That's not the right word, but the the AIDS uh, HIV crisis has always been something that I've. Uh, uh, studied quite a bit because I don't think people talk about it a whole lot, but it was quite, a, uh, well, like, we all lived through it, but mm-hmm. I don't know any much about it. I mean, we were young, obviously, but mm-hmm. I do find that interesting. I don't 
what year would that have started, Peter? The AIDS um, like epidemic. Like, well, oh, I should know. Like mid eighties, late eighties. Yeah, I'd say like eighty two. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, I was thinking. Early, I was thinking like early eighties. Yeah. yeah, I think my first, uh, like when Freddie Mercury died. I think that's when I, you know, actually learned about what 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 AIDS even was. I think because that's when I was a little younger. Did you see that movie? Yeah, I actually yeah. didn't like the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I, I thought it was too polished. Like, yeah, yeah. like kind of whitewashed, you mean, or, or like whatever it, that term is like, yeah, it just glanced, glanced over, I think like some of the serious issues in his life and just, uh, mm. yeah. um, yeah. I have a question, Peter. So I have always wanted to, uh, read poetry or at least appreciate poetry, poetry. I never have. Um, I mean, at times, I guess. But do you... So we talk about these songs we've heard thousands of times. Would you say that you go back to these poems quite often and read them oh, in, in yeah. the same way? I've I've read In Time of Plague so many times. Like, I, I've uh, just... I go back to it probably once every few months. Um, it is one of my... Uh, one of my favorites. Um, and, like... Like I've always been, and with both of these poems, I've been fascinated of like, I, I see these two poems in conversation uh, with each other. So I even like wrote a poem myself of like, what if somebody, what if like a gay person uh, encountering AIDS wrote in the same style as Thomas Nash, that's more of a litany. So like I've written a poem uh, from that perspective, but I'm not going to share that one until uh, after the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but it, it's like, I, I just find, I just find those ideas, um, very fascinating ideas to have in conversation with each other. Well, thank you for sharing those, Peter. It's nice to end on something a little more, uh, well, D- different, I guess, right? Like, I was going to say dark it. and morbid and <laughs> sure. depressing and <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that probably brings us to the end of our, our sharing time. What do you guys think? Yeah, that was a fun exercise. Interesting. I feel yeah. like I learned a lot about you guys. Yeah. Hmm. I like the part where I heard your guys' stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, I always I always like talking about music. Like yeah. and poetry too. Like it's I've never made the same connection maybe that you talked about at the very beginning about how you've actually used it as a tool to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can totally see that. And it probably explains why I like doing it because it really, yeah, you just get to know the person you're talking to. And, but know. also too, these are things that we've songs and poems that we've loved for many years and to get a chance to explain why we love them as, so much. It's, it's really enjoyable, but it also yeah. kind of maybe surprises ourselves a little bit like i didn't really know what i was going to say until i said it yeah yeah um totally yeah it's fun on both ends like it's fun to hear but it's also fun to share like yeah. like when else would i have told anybody about the band me without you yeah yeah right. i've never heard of them so i'm glad you mm-hmm. said something if any listeners have a, a song or a poem they love to throw our way i mean that'd be wonderful yeah i would mm-hmm. yeah 
do we have enough juice left in the tank for some confessions? We've moved inside. I don't know if you can tell by the audio. It was getting really rough out there. And poor Peter was trying to <laughs> read poetry to us while there was a train and a hurricane. I, w- I was talking about death and everything was falling apart in the world around yeah. us. So. But we should probably end like we always end by what, Tyler? Um, awkward piano playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, before that. Before can, we, that. can we confess Confessions. First? Oh, yeah, let's confess first. <laughs> oh, man. So this is the part of our podcast where we confess things. And Chris has started this thing where he reads a quote um, about confessions. But to n- today, or on this episode... Um, the song or the lyrics that I read earlier actually had a line about confessions. I wonder if you guys caught that. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. I'll read it again here. It says, we keep our confessions long and when we pray, we keep it short. And, uh, yeah, that's actually one of the, I didn't mention it earlier, but that is one of the lyrics I like a lot, um, in the song I mentioned, but, um, let's not keep it, make our confessions too long. No, but we got places to be. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So, this confession came up because I went to the movie G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Is that the confession stories. that you went no, to the movie? No, I'm going to defend this a little bit. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's actually like a good summer blockbuster movie. Exciting. But in it, Snake Eyes, the title character, becomes blood brothers with someone. And to become a blood brother, you need to cut part of your hand and then shake on it with somebody else who's cut their hand, right? You guys know about Blood Brothers? Well, that's how we started the podcast. You, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> we made a blood oath. And this is like something you only see some in movies, I think. But, and I don't know what I'm actually confessing here, but I am Blood Brothers mm-hmm. with Burkhouse. Happened in grade two. We each cut our index fingers and then rubbed the blood together. Whoa. So this is like really weird. that we, I don't know where we would have got the idea. And like later, I'm like, what are the health implications of this? But <laughs> at the time, we thought this was like this really sweet way to make a pet. Like, we're not brothers, but we wish we could be. Now, here's here's the confession. The guy I did this with, I I lost contact with for like 30 years, but then have since seen him. But I'm too embarrassed to ask him if he remembers. Uh, yeah. Like, man, do you remember that we're blood brothers? You need to ask, though. Can I tell you, I'm picturing you in a room with this person. With that U2 song playing in the background. <laughs> that actually would be That's so awesome. Like the VHS recording. The VHS recording. Wow. I am I remember seeing those in movies. And yeah. I don't remember if I actually did the cut yourself and then shake hands. But yeah. I remember the whole Blood Brothers thing. Yeah. But yeah. like, how did you actually cut yourself? That's That yeah. part always seemed... In movies, they just take a big knife and slash oh, know, their and hand way, open. It's like, and it's always on the palm of your hand. Like, you don't yeah. want to cut on the palm of your hand. No. This was on our index fingers, just the end of it. And I had a um, jackknife that I got for Christmas, which I incidentally, on getting the jackknife, my mom was like, you have to be very careful with that. I got it from my grandma. Oh, don't worry. And as I opened it up, I put my thumb on the blade to push the knife open and cut myself. That isn't <laughs> yeah. when I became blood brothers, but <laughs> I was just very bad with a knife. So it was that jackknife that we cut our fingers with. Yeah. Huh. I mean, if we do it one day, guys, let's not do the palm because you got to like make food later on. You got to do yeah. things. No, you're wrapped up for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Thanks for sharing, Chris. Um, my confession also touches on my childhood a little bit. So Peter, friend Peter, um, 
has recommended to me a lot in the last year to watch anime. Um, <laughs> and he has given me a series of different uh, shows to watch, and I really appreciate it. Um, but you know, I've been put, I put it off, right? It, it's, it's like, I want to do it. It's on my list, but like, th- because it's anime, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a new venture and, and life, life gets in the way. That was some intense lightning. Yeah. I should maybe not say this. Uh, no, but so he's been telling me to watch and, and he told me a series recently where I actually watched an episode. Um, and I, and I quite enjoyed it, hmm. but then I stopped. And my confession, Peter, is not so much that I haven't... I'm sorry that I haven't really do, you know, gotten right into it yet. My confession is that um, the new He-Man cartoon came out a few oh. days ago. <laughs> and I'm already finished it. <laughs> like you, you've been so busy watching He-Man. So, so, so uh, my, my nostalgia just got the best of me. I, I oh. loved He-Man growing up. I, I, I had the toys. And so, like, a new continuation of the story, I just couldn't... So, I'm sitting here watching a cartoon on Netflix the whole time thinking, like, man, why haven't I watched what Peter told me to watch? I'm watching He-Man. Uh, so, sorry, Peter. I, I'm, that's for you because you're here tonight. But, um, by the way, it's quite good if you, if you grew up on He-Man. It's pretty cool what they do. But it's also He-Man cartoon, so it's not something I'm proud of. Well, as you know from a previous confession, I wasn't allowed to watch it. So. And please tell us why. Uh, because only Jesus is the master of the universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I maybe should try it out. Though I've actually been wanting, yeah, wanting to watch the new He Man because uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think, gave it like a ninety-seven. Yeah. So it's on my list, it, and it's it's really good in terms of animation. It's beautiful, music's really good. Like, yeah, it's definitely a, it's fun. I mean, it's a cartoon about He Man, but anyway. <laughs> but so you you stopped watching my show for? <laughs> That's a confession. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Peter. I promise right. I'll, I'll I will watch it. I'll, I'll forgive you. Thank you. Right. See real healing happen. That I love is confessions. true. Tyler, what do you got right. for us? Well, I got a quick, quick one. I haven't seen. I've never seen He Man. Mm. Barely know anything about him. But yeah. Anyway, so that's not my real confession. But mine isn't a childhood confession. It's from, I believe, even just yesterday. Ooh. Um. So very fresh. I was. Um. It was later in the day. I was making supper, and I noticed that my my wedding ring was very loose on my hand like it, it was like almost falling off and i i was wondering like maybe my hands are cold or like i don't i don't understand why it keeps falling off so it like i'd move it back on and kind of adjust it and i was just getting so confused why because your wedding ring like you kind of just forget about it it's it's always there it's a and, part of you yeah but all of a sudden for like an hour and a half i'm like playing around with my wedding ring like why is it not fitting and then finally I realized that it was on the wrong hand. It was on my right hand and I had, <laughs> so, and what? I didn't know why at all, um, that it was on my right hand. So then, but then at least it explained why it didn't fit properly. Like it was a different hand, different finger. Um, but then I figured it, so I started trying to figure it out cause I could not remember dealing with anything with my wedding ring, but I had been out in we have a hammock and i was kind of occupying my kids playing with my kids and i said let's go to the hammock and roan can tell us a story so we were all crowded in this hammock and what i figured out happened is that i fell asleep during the story and that my kids had taken my ring off and put it on my other hand but i didn't i don't even remember falling asleep so it was the confession is that i fell asleep when i was playing with my kids 
<laughs> and then also that I had no idea. Like it took me a long time to realize that my wedding ring was on the wrong hand, like way longer than it should have. It's a punishment um, for you, for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so then, and the way I had to figure it out was like, Hey Herschel, yeah. did you take my wedding ring off? And he then explained that he had played with it for a little while and then put it back. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a worse story then. Yeah. Lost so, somewhere in the back for you. No. Yeah. Crisis averted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just, it wasn't that bad, but kind of yeah. embarrassing that it just, yeah. I didn't understand why it wasn't fitting. <laughs> like, and uh, Peter, I, I don't believe you had a confession for tonight. Oh, I might have one. I don't know if it's a confession or not. Maybe. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I went to the movie theaters for the first time. And it was, uh, I was more obsessed about going to the movie theaters instead of like the actual movie I was going to see. I'm like, oh, I haven't been to the theaters in ages. I'm just excited to, to actually be there again. Um, and so the movie I watched was Cruella. And I did not have high expectations. I'm like, I'm not going to like this movie. I adored every aspect of the movie. I don't know if that's something to be embarrassed about or... What's Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I think, is like probably 76, 78. Our fact checker will get that real quick for you. Maybe. So, so your confession is that you but, enjoyed it. But yeah, well, and the thing that I enjoyed the most... You unintentionally enjoyed it. Yeah, well, I think the thing I enjoyed the most were the costumes. I'm like, am I really that gay? Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I thought, I thought the, the, the dresses were absolutely amazing in that, in that movie. Yeah, so I think we can a, all appreciate a good costume, <laughs> hey guys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably my confession right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think so you did awesome. have one. I think you were pretty close with the Rotten Tomatoes. It's 74. What did you wow. say? Oh, 70. You well, said 70 something. Yeah. 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 Close. Well done, Peter. Yeah. I think the consensus said something about the two main leads uh, uh, being amazing, which, which they were. So, Well, that was a fun night, you guys. Mm -hmm. We had yeah. thunder, lightning, trains, songs, poetry. Man alive. <laughs> so many things. It's a feast for the senses. I am pumped for our 50th episode. Yeah. Um, so please do join us on the date that I'm going to say right now. Friday, August 13th. Uh-huh. Join us at Blind Man on that date. Uh, Chris, how can our listeners get in touch? Well, we want to see you in person. So pop in, say hi, come confess something. Uh, but if you want to just drop us an email, you can do this at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. We're on those right away. You should get a response. And we always include some of the responses in the show. So that's one way to do it. How else can they, Ty? Well, we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, somewhat active. And yeah, we love interaction there. Um, if you, yeah, we'd love to interact with you guys there. In addition to in person. And mm -hmm. I should say, if you show up to say hello in person, it doesn't mean you have to record a confession. You can just come and say hi. That's right. Grab a sticker, you know. Tell us for your favorite podcast, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Cheers us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Celebrate our longevity. Yeah. Chris, do you want to, should we close with you singing a verse from that song? <clears throat> no. <laughs> but I, I am going to try to dig up that VHS tape. Awesome. Do you have the piano music playing now? Is that? It's back. Yeah. I like what I'm playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, you guys. We'll see you for That's our good. 50th episode Ooh. on 
the harmonious gentleman. Be. Mm-hmm. 